stopped, get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red, Credentials Denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car Conversation and News. I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Nick Graziano, Chris Dolak, and Mick. All right. Five times they've let us do this now. I'm back. Is this five? This is five. One for the thumb. <laughs> I wasn't here wow. last week. You yeah, welcome seem, back. You guys seem to do all we, right with it. No, we were all oh. over the place. You don't know what it happened was, in here. Did you listen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't oh, yeah. believe we're doing this again. I listened to it again and again, editing it. It was great. Um Shit. Oh, now you're speechless. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, Lost yeah, my train of thought. You, you take a week off, and now you got nothing to say. Well, you know how it goes. We got racing tonight uh, out at Vado. We've got a bunch of things going on. Mike, you're about to hit the road. Your season's starting to pick up. Uh, where should we start? He finally, didn't cancel a race. How about there? That yeah. same he can't let said, one happen. Same can't be said for you. Uh, <laughs> I postponed it. I did not cancel it. Thank you very much. That's true. Okay, potato, potato. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a pause there. <laughs> All right, whatever. All right, where, where should we start? Where, where do you guys want to start? Should we talk about who the weekend? Do we, we say who we, we are? We always know who we are. Do we, we? They should know who we are by now. I'm not sure who I am. So we wrapped up the the, the West Coast swing with uh, Geo still running strong out there and Gravel having quite quite the roller coaster of a weekend there. Have a little bit of uh, is there a shakeup on the points there? On the, on oh, the yeah, we have a new point letter. Right, sweet. The big cat back on top. Nice, nice. Well, I shouldn't. I'm not rooting for anybody in particular. And then, of course, over on the late model side, we also have a new points leader, which I think is super cool. Mike, who's your point leader? First now? time in history, Dennis Herb Jr. And for those saying that that's not the case, unfortunately, remember Evolution of the one year he would have been, but yep. um, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, healthy uh, league too. I think there. he's uh, up by thirty points. I believe 30, thirty on Chep going into Farmer City. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome for for Dennis. Those guys. What? How was your time actually back at a racetrack working again? It was nice after taking a month off. I I, I want to point out I love all you guys. Before I say what I'm about to say, uh, in being in this office too long without going somewhere. How are the pickles? Pickles are great. I I um, I got a small. It was five dollar bin. It's very small. I had I think it was gone in two minutes. Damn. You know, jalapenos. Pickled jalapenos or jalapeno flavored jalapeno pickles? Jalapeno flavored, flavored pickles. So the jalapenos were in with the pickles. It just sounds nasty. It's it's sounds really like a good. Bit much. It's really good. I like I said, I got a little small one. It's not not like I got one of those big jugs. You didn't even single uh, save a single one for a cheeseburger? No. Huh. No. Well, didn't you stop at what did you stop at Waffle House on the way back? No. No, 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 no. He was busy <laughs> writing. I was actually, I was writing. Kyle on my, Mike day. I, I was impressed. I had my story done by the time I got back through Gastonia Saturday uh, night. For real, I was not even done updating the uh, schedule map, and, and I got the email of, with your release, so that was really good timing. Who drove? Jason? Uh, Mitch. Oh, Mitch. Oh, gotcha. I rode with Mitch and Boone. Hmm. Mitch Mitch is my taxi driver, personally. Mitch, for those who don't know, which would Mitch is a very experienced taxi driver. He, <laughs> yes, he, he, he earned his license one night, and they said, Wow. A lot of miles. You've got that. <laughs> yes. I mean, he doesn't. He is direct. He's a direct taxi driver. You better get in, and he's gonna go. He'll, he's gonna. You're gonna get where you're going. Really? It's gonna be a crazy ride. But like, I mean, but no, it's crazy it, taxi. It, 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 oh boy. In, ser- <laughs> in serious though, the nice thing about running Cherokee is it's only an hour down the road. Is we have a lot of people there every time we go there. Yeah. It was a fun weekend, you know. I, I think Friday night was one of the best races I've seen there. That's no good question race. about it. A couple couple lead changes down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I think an unexpected one, which we'll we'll get into a little bit later. But and then Saturday night, I let's put it this way: we saw something we don't see every day. 
at in a world of outlaws. Well, yeah, yep. Yeah. Shepard's spinning out there. I'm not even really sure what. Ha- oh, the 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 car was slowed down there in front of him. So Brent Larson got a little out of shape coming out of four. Shepard was trying to go around him. Lot ran out of real estate and went around. Yeah. Um, That's it, unfortunate. Unfortunate. But it, it, his misfortune was Dennis Herb and Max Blair's fortune yep. as they pick Blair, of course, picks up the win. Herb with a 30-point lead. And they're going back to their home state this weekend, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Farmer City, baby. All right, so we've got a few topics we're going to talk about today when we come back. Uh, surprises and disappointments on the cust- uh, the uh, California swing. Max Blair, Gustin, and the Rock Gold Band. I mean, it was a really good performance by everybody down there. Uh, the extreme... Outlaw, I'm gonna. God, I don't have my little sheet. Extreme Outlaw Midgets presented by Toyota make their debut this weekend. A Lion Eye 100 up there. And we have a little bit of breaking news regarding Bristol, so we'll be right back. K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. All right. Well, surprises, disappointments, and uh, other news and notes from the Cali swing. Well, I'll start. Disappointments. Or are you disappointed? Oh, we're not talking about me. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I, I just, just want to make on joke. himself. Your release Jeez. wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the race recap was okay. No. Oh, we're talking about sprint cars. Never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's got nothing to do with you, yeah, Mike. I was say, where, were, where were you in California? <laughs> I've never been to California, actually. Well, never, ever? No. That's okay. You're not missing much. We can fix that, probably. Let's not. Let's not. But no (laughs) surprises, disappointments. I mean, I think I think the biggest surprise, uh, especially just coming off this weekend, Corey Day, without question. That was um, obviously he is under uh, Jason Myers uh, mentorship. I think people, everybody knows who Jason Myers is, two-time World Volleyball Champion. Um, So a pretty good guy to have in your corner there. Um, and it's showing uh, to be pretty good already with two second place finishes. Yeah, two second place finishes in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Corey Day, Ronnie Day's son, and Ronnie was a good friend of Jason's, and uh, Jason, of course, the first um, World of Outlaw champion from California, and then he backed it up the next year. Um, so he did it twice. And I was talking to Jason yesterday just to kind of figure out, you know, what is the plan for Corey because he's kind of. Uh, taking the world by storm here. And uh, uh, so their plan is to run out California, run up through July 1st, uh, Dirt Cup, things like that. And then they're going to look at uh, what kind of funding they've got and, and head back east a little bit, probably run some Knoxville leading up to the Nationals and see where that goes from there. But Now, I'm not super familiar with the kid. He's 16 years old, right? 16, yeah. Was this, this is his first year in 410s, or he's, where has he been? How did he get to this point to run with the Outlaws? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody just lose their mic. Yeah, yeah, because I have any idea here. I Uh, think he had petitioned to run. He was was too young to run with us before. Yeah. So uh, he'd been running sprint cars. I think he... I shouldn't say, I don't know if he ran the outlaw cart stuff out there or not. A lot of those guys do, but came up through those ranks. And, and obviously um, his dad had run four tens, Ronnie Day, and uh, they'd all been part of kind of Jason's 
uh, Jason Myers, sort of his world out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, Corey got to that point where he was old enough to race with us and they put him in the car and he made the most of it for sure. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to open red episode, something, something, something dark. Um, yeah. With, with Jason Myers, um, he talked about kind of how, even though he doesn't really want to step back in the race car himself. He still wanted to be part of it some way. So he started the sprint car team and also he wants to help young talent. Uh, some people might not know he was kind of a mentor for Carson Macedo as well. Yeah. Um, so when the opportunity, that connection with Corey came up, I think he thought it, saw it as a good opportunity to put a young talent in his car and just work with them. Mm-hmm. I thought it was sort of funny in um, victory lane that one night, um, Brad Sweet was kind of talking about, you know, I used to be the kid around here, and now that now there's this yeah. kid, and it, it struck me too because I I remember when Brad Sweet first started, and he was he was one of the young guns. So um, we have quite a uh, little group of of younger drivers coming up in sprint car races, which is racing, which is you know it's always good to see. We talk about it all the time with series, but you know that feeder system is is still alive and well. Yeah, it's interesting. Just the, you look at the California uh, area, and we had a lot of. We had several guys, I want to say about four or five years ago, maybe even a little bit longer than that, that were racing just California and we'd come out there and they would be right there on the podium. They'd be up top. They'd be winning races. And those guys were the Eliasons and the Macedos and, and those mm-hmm. guys. And then they started coming out on the road with us, traveling with the All-Stars, traveling around the country. And it kind of, there was a little bit of a dip in who that that California talent, uh, and now we go back out there, and you're starting to see that next wave mm-hmm. of the the California racers are definitely stepping up. And if those guys master those tracks out there, we don't really race a whole lot on tracks um, like those out there anywhere else in the country. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, River City's maybe a little bit, but the, the bull rings out there are kind of unique in a way. Um, they're they're not. You really, I can't really think of anywhere else around the country where you kind of have those back to back to back to back weekends. Um, Paris is a little bit different, but you know, uh, Bakersfield and uh, Merced, and, and you know, we'll, we'll be at Silver Dollar a little bit later this year for the Gold Cup again. And so those tracks are somewhat unique. And so when you have those guys, it's kind of like you know, in Pennsylvania, those racers out there, they they tune their motors, they tune their cars for those tracks. And then when we come in there, that level of talent is pretty high, but the equipment is also really good. And so, um, you know, I think we're starting to see that again with this younger wave, obviously the Celsies have come up out there. They've, they've run tremendous. Now you see a Corey day. And so, you know, they have good equipment, good cars. Now they're getting familiar with those tracks. And we come out there once a year, twice a year. And, they're ready for ready for bear when we come out there. Yeah, uh, a cool story, kind of show the uh, the growth of Corey and how Jason's helping him. I guess uh, Corey and Carson, like I mentioned, uh, had a connection with Jason before they got in a little scuffle. I think it was during a dash or something like that, and um, I think they had a little, just kind of maybe a little argument spat or something afterward, and. Um, so then they got to the feature, Corey finished second and Carson, I think was third or something like that. Um, Jason went up to Corey, like right when he pulled into the, uh, on the front stretch when he was done, he says, you know, like, great job. You ran well, but you, I know your plan is to be in this for a while. So get out of the car, 
go to Carson Museum, tell him like, hey, anything that happened in the past, that's the past, great race, like look forward to do it again. You say, did it, and they were fine, and that's how you move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just looking at the points right now, I mean, you've got Carson Macedo out of California, uh, Brad Sweet leading the points, obviously. Selzy's up there in the points. Eliason. There's a lot of uh, CAs in there, and there's there's a, a handful of PAs there, so that's, that's sort of interesting. I'd say, uh, for me, Gio was, even though it's not a huge surprise, I'd say it was kind of surprised just how well overall he's been running with us, really. He's got two wins tied, most overall, I think, with four guys now, fifth in points, and just really showing... More, even more so than last year, that he looks like a regular outlaw. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. If you would have told me going to this Calvary swing that we were done with it, Gio would be top five in points, I probably would have said you were crazy. Mm-hmm. But then again, this is me we're talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be late but, model guy. But but still, it, it's been a heck of a run for Gio. I mean, he, and I'd love to see how he sustains outside of California. Uh, how old is Gio Selzy? Do, do we know? I mean, he's not, is he 20 something even? Well, I don't know. I know Corey was Corey Day was trying to become the youngest winner. Yeah, he would have, and he would have supplanted Geo as who is the current youngest winner. Right. So, so yeah, I think Geo. I don't know if Geo's even twenty one yet. He's got to be. I think he's twenty or twenty one, something like that. We're gonna find this we'll, out. You guys we'll keep use talking. technology <laughs> to find that out. I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> it's like we, we use this on a daily basis or something. Yeah. Regardless, he's he's running pretty exceptionally. So and, uh, so does he stay in the tour now? I think that's the big question. Is he running today at Votto or tonight at Votto? I believe so, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know the rules. I, I don't know if you can declare platinum this late. I don't know what the rules are there. I mean, he's ran every race so far, so I I just think it's... He's, only, he's only 20 years old. 20 years Not old. Not even 21 yet. No. Can't even Can't even celebrate the right way. Can't <laughs> even drink a beer with, with Mike Warren yet. Uh, another surprise, I think, even though he didn't get a win and had some bad luck, uh, Spencer Baston... I think was a big mm-hmm. surprise yes. out there of how well he did. Um, I think he's showing that he will be pretty good throughout the year. I've really, and he's made it look like I think he's what right now tenth in points. Tenth in points. I say really. Then you're saying top ten guys at points right now could all be jockeying for every position almost just because they're all so close and so equal and so. Uh, every one of those guys so in, well. the, in the top ten, actually, even Jacob Allen right now is eleventh mm-hmm. as we sit here today. I mean, and he's been up front, too. I was just going to say that it seems to me, and I, I don't know all the results off the top of my head, but it seems like Jacob has been running a little bit better than Logan this year so far, at least well, on the West Coast swing. They just, it's, it all is, you got to put the whole night together, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, qualifying yeah. through the feature and um, not to jump on, you know, so Nick was, Nick was right in what he was saying there, but on um, Spencer, and I, I'm just, just to add to that, I mean, from one through 11, all of those guys have been in a spot to win a race this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, we talk about, and we talked about last week too, you know, the level of competition and every year you say, man, this is, this field is crazier than last year's field. And it's like, well, at some point it it can't be, but it seems that way when you just look at one through, one through 11, one through 12, one through 13, really. Um, every one of these guys has been in a, in a spot this year where they have had their car, in up front in a position to be a contender. And and that's pretty remarkable, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah. It, I just think it's really, really fierce competition. Um, and it, yeah. it still seems to be sort of the, it's not even the same characters every night. I mean, if you look at the guys with multiple wins, Carson Macedo, David Gravel, 
Sheldon, I mean, it's early in the year for those guys. I feel like to have have multiple wins, and and you still have guys down below in points like, uh, well, Kyle Larson, obviously, uh, Dominic's led some laps. Um, so yeah, it's just by, by the time we get through, you know, uh, Lincoln and Williams Grove the first time when we get there in May, um, which is not that far off. You know, I think after that point, we'll start to see. You know, you'll start to see. Okay, here are the contenders. Here are the the next group. You'll start to see it, it shake out a little bit at that point. Um, you know, Volusia is a bit of an anomaly. Uh, you know, everybody shows up there focused. Uh, you know, trying new stuff, whatever. Um, big fast track. Then you get out to California. You're you're dealing with bull rings and things like that. So. I think by the time you get through, as we get back through uh, the Midwest and then all the way through Williams Grove, then you're kind of, on, you've been on every type of track at that point and we'll start to sort of see how it shakes out. Um, but I mean, you look at that, Brad, without a win yet, Brad has put himself right on top. I mean, it just shows that these guys that win championships, with Donnie did it for so long and Brad's now been doing it for four years in a row. Um, getting the most out of what you can get, you know, and, and not dropping out, avoiding a misfortune as best you can, uh, avoiding bad luck and finishing races, you know, 10 starts, eight top fives. That's it right there. You know, you look through everybody else and, and they're up and down and you win one night and you're in the fence the next that doesn't win a championship. I would say maybe a controversial opinion, but one of my disappointments for the California swing was Brad Sweet. Uh, Even though he got the point lead, I would say that was from a little bit of luck, which you need Mm -hmm. in racing, and that helps a lot. But I say the fact that he didn't leave California with a win and the fact that usually I feel like it used to be once Brad Sweet got the lead, oh, lights out. He's the winner. He's got it. But now hasn't really been the case. Like he's allowed guys to beat him. He's allowed Carson Macedo, David Gravel, these guys to run up on him and beat him. I feel like it's almost looking like um, kind of a Donnie situation a few years ago. I feel like once Donnie got the lead, oh, lights out, Donnie's got the mm-hmm. win. Then it kind of became Donnie's leading. You thought that, oh, wait, well, now here's these guys challenging him and taking the win from him. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yep. And now you see Donnie, who was another disappointment for me for California of how he ran and how they've been doing now. Okay, well, I'll well, flip that around. Well, hold on, because I don't want Brad to call me. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you're still talking. I'm still talking. Okay, sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> I don't remember where I was now. Sorry. But I, yeah, I just feel like you see just that little bit of the turn of the tide where guys like Carson and Gravel have found that little extra something where yep. whether it's just I won't who knows what it is, but they just found that little extra something that now they seem to be the guys that are their cars are always so fast that they're destined to be up front every race. Mm-hmm. I, I would flip that around and say Brad's taking their best shot and he's already on top. I would say if Sheldon didn't spin and cause everybody to pile up, Gravel, Gravel would still be the points leader. Yeah. Gravel had some horrible, just like bad luck, two nights, and dropped him down to third. You know what this reminds me of? Brandon Shepard last year. Yeah. Early in the season, we were all, the big talk was when was he actually going to win one? That a race that counted, and Strickler had some misfortune at Bristol, where he lost a point lead. Brandon took over, never never relinquished it, yeah. and started getting on fire. Yeah. I think it's going to happen with Brad eventually, and uh, 
Uh, but the thing is, I think like Nick's been hitting home. It's going to come down to the end this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree maybe, there. Maybe Brad doesn't get the amount of wins that has him pull ahead, but he, you know, those fourth and fifths are going to add up. But, I mean, yeah. he's, he's. I'll just say real quick too. He's been through these little slumps before, where for whatever reason, twenty something wins, he goes without a win, and then all of a sudden he just starts knocking them off again. So yeah, it just yeah. seems like he's in that little whatever slump again. Well, it's like you said last week too. Like it, it, it bothers him. There's no doubt yeah. that that. Brad Sweet wants wins, especially from California. You can hear it in the interviews. Oh yeah, you can hear it in the yeah. interviews that he's, you know, he's so he's close. Obviously, he's close. Yeah. He's, I mean, uh, I'll make sure he calls me and not you. <laughs> Labor Day weekend in Skagit, that's his last win. It's hard to believe it's been that long. Well, I mean, he's due. Let's put it that way. He's got a chance tonight at Votto, which the listeners will have already watched the Votto race. So who knows? Maybe this, maybe Brad Sweet will get his first win before this episode comes out, and uh, and everything I said just goes in the shitter. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many guys? How, how many guys? If you look at this, quick quick trick question: How many guys in our top ten right now have raced at Votto before? Not a damn one. None, because we've never raced there. Uh, Donnie Shaw. Oh, say, good this, point. Donnie ran his Donnie late, ran model, his late model. model. Oh, Donnie okay. Late model. He did even set it up as a trick question. <laughs> there you go. I don't pay attention. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, That's, whoa, that whoa, was, whoa. Then you're I'm not missing. doing your job. Hold like, on. I was going to say that was a, but then again, he ran our races. So, yes, I did know that. It was but, uh, the year before you came on board, though. 2019 when the late models were out there, right? It's not an excuse. Oh, I should know everything. Like he was out there this past year. Yeah, he was out there this year. He was going back and forth between there and the Chili Bowl. Damn. But but how much does running the full fendered car translate to the sprint car? That's the thing we don't. I don't know. Ask Kyle Larson. It's track time. He knows the track better than everybody else now. That's, that's true. That's fair. That's true. And you know when he's driving a late model to track like that, somewhere in his mind he's mm-hmm. thinking, okay, what's hey, this going to be like in a sprint You were car? looking for a segue. Yeah. You are talking about how, how do fenders translate to sprint cars? Yeah. Justin Marks. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Marks is a Xfinity... Winner is a driver. He is now a cup winner as an owner. Uh-huh. And he is also a World of Outlaws winner as an owner, joining a very small group of people that have won cup races and World of Outlaws races. Only Tony Stewart. Owners. Only Tony Stewart. Yeah. Is yes. it o- only Tony Stewart? Pretty elite company. Is he good? No, Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, yeah. That's for Stenhouse. Well, he hasn't a cu- won a cup race as an owner. Oh, you're right, 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 right. right. We're, we're saying like right, as, right. Owners. as an owner. Yeah. As an owner. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We're tricking ourselves here. We're making this very complicated. He's like not in exactly the same club, but he's, he's sort of close by. Just needs to own a cup team now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Get on that, Ricky. Yep. Easy day. Just right, just cut the check and buy a cup team. I mean, Justin's made it look easy so far. <laughs> right. That thing's been really good. Casey King. Yeah. Well, yeah. He hasn't been a cup owner. He hasn't been a cup owner either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I've mixed <laughs> that up. I've taken the driver and driver. Well, yeah. Well, Tony Stewart won a cup race for himself as an owner, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 He won a championship. He won a championship. Yes. yes. Yeah. Or three of them. I don't know. I thought two was with It's games, a very lonely club where we only let a couple know. people in. But anyway, Justin yeah. Marks, congratulations to those guys at Trackhouse. Uh, I... Worked with Ross Chastain years ago. I know Justin a little bit. I mean, that's that's a cool group over there. They're doing shit right, and I uh, definitely applaud them. Okay, so you might have an interesting opinion on this because a lot of people have an opinion on this. Uh, Ross's move to win. I I shared a a, uh, a meme on on the Twitters and said, "Don't don't start no shit. Won't be no shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I stand by that. I mean, you're dude. I've known I've known Ross for a long time. He's he has worked hard in this sport 
and had to drive some pretty crappy equipment to get where he is. And when you have that chance in front of you, you go for it. And, man, I, I like AJ a lot as a person as well. And you're going to do that to me with a couple le- turns to go, and I've still got more turns left. You're going to – Yeah, gonna that was the biggest you. mistake. Why would you do that with, like, exactly. four or, four or whatever more some, turns to go? Do yep. that in the last turn. You know you're going to be on this yeah. bumper the whole time. Yeah. Basically, all right, he did it. But here's the thing. Ross has got to know now. There's going to be another definition of dinger coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, AJ, AJ needs to race go-karts a little more often to get that timing <laughs> down because every go-kart race I see, that's how those things end now. Yeah, and I hate because I like I like the Colic Bunch too. I mean, to me, to what was really cool was seeing Colic Racing, which which I knew Matt Colic when he was just a sponsor on, on a third-rate Xfinity team. I see his cup team and Justin Mark's cup team battling with a Hendrick car at the front. It's just it's spectacular. That is cool. It's, it's a cool thing to see for me. Cool to see some dirt guys uh, up there. Now, now uh, Justin's got, got to get uh, Ross in a dirt car. We should make that happen. He has. All right, another reference back in uh, Open Red episode, something, something, something with Justin Marks. Uh, he did hint that uh, he would consider starting a sprint car team again. I mean, it's right down the road. We could yeah. just go have lunch with That's him. That's true. We could just ask him. <laughs> I mean, Ross has spent a lot of time in a tractor digging watermelon fields. I'm pretty sure he can handle a, a, like a, maybe a late model to get started, with, yeah. started in. At least let him do some track prep. Put him on a tractor. <laughs> Speaking of late models. And if, well, if that doesn't work, I was going to say, we'll just get Marks to start a Hornet team. I got a driver for him. Ooh. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> he knows. But yes, we'll go to the late models. Like we said, we are at the place, but your mama warned you about this weekend. And I tell you, it was a lot of fun. It was colder to Cherokee, at Cherokee than I have ever been at that racetrack. Yeah. Even during the blue-gray, I think it was warmer. That's And of course, as many people know, I that are to listen to this that know me, I made the nice choice to wear shorts both nights this week. Hmm. Might have paid for that. Hmm. Yeah, this time of year in the Carolinas is uh, it's springtime and it's 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 tricky because it's windy out, right? But it was eighty last year for this race. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have this temperature app. changes. So Weather. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, forgive me, but I don't look at that. I take a look at that. Well, I think I think we should get a series for that. Then we need to get our own weatherman to come on the podcast <laughs> and, and and talk weather with us each week. I don't know if that's a good idea or a horrible idea. It, just be telling us all the future races Mike's going to cancel. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, like we alluded all right, to. moving on. <laughs> I will, I mean, so Max Blair. Max Blair. Max Blair is the, the best driver that uh, outside of Western PA and in, in that region, people probably might be going Max Blair, but Max Blair is a, is a winner. So. This has been I the question. Well, was winner. Yes. Four times, actually. Yeah. Yeah. First one outside of the Pennsylvania, outside of New Pencil- York yeah. area. Yep, yep. Which, actually, if you want to get technical, half the racetrack and state line might as well be in PA. So that that two and a half wins at yep. Pennsylvania. But, you know, Blair is a guy. He's won multiple ULMS championships, a regional mm-hmm. series up there. It is not a surprise that Max Blair won a World of Outlaws race. He is only a rookie in denotation because it's his first year following a tour. This guy is going to be in the top five when the season's over. I don't think there's a question about that. I think it is a little bit of a surprise, though, for him to do it in the South, right? Yes. I mean, and a podium night one, victory lane the next. Now, and he gave it away night one. He'll be the first to tell you. He gave it away because of his inexperience on red clay tracks. Now, that's the only second time he's been at Cherokee and Super. He did finish second or third to Fergie back a couple years ago in Crate. Mm -hmm. But... He f- this was only a second and third time there, and to learn what to do better the next night in just yeah. one night is awesome. But he- here's the story that 
you know, a lot of people don't realize. Now, after qualifying, he sat down. He was second in his or first in his group. Now, it was second to Shepard, but either either way, that's in here. There, he hit the wall, broke the drive shaft. They had to work to get things back together for yep. him to make the heat race. I saw that picture. And he did. They made it back out there. He, you know, got got a break with Dalton Wilson jumping the start and gave him the pole. And well, he got another break when <laughs> the misfortune hit the hit the one car. Yep. All of a sudden, Max Blair's there leads the final forty three laps to grab the win. Yeah. I think Max is, uh, if we just want to kind of stick with the theme of surprises, he was a good surprise from Cherokee. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One to happily see that we uh, have a pretty exciting rookie on the Revolt Law Late Model Tour this year that showed that he's not just a Northeast winner, that he's probably going to be a challenger all all around throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know Brandon's going to step up big time at some point here. It's going to come. It happens. Probably within little, three days. Right. Yeah, I we're mean, going to his neck of the woods. We're world. going right into his wheelhouse. Because, look, let, let's be honest. You guys all watched the race Saturday night. Yeah. He was on another planet. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. There's no question about that. But, you know, and Dennis Herb, is, he's been excellent this year as well. I mean, really, he started off great, and he's continued. So he's going to be in the mix, and we're going back into his wheelhouse, too, his, his neck yeah. of the woods. Right. So he's... You know those those guys that have that summer nationals experience. Where we're headed is going to be, you know, right right where they're going to be uh, successful. For Max, um, he's going to be going places for the first time. He's going to be seeing tracks for the first time. It, it will be interesting to watch and see what kind of notes and and see who shares information with him and how he uses that things like that. Now, just looking at the head of the schedule for Blair. Atomic, I think, plays into his wheelhouse yeah. a little bit because you're close to Pennsylvania. Bristol, I think, is nobody has an advantage at. You're going to have to go down there, lay a fast lap. That's just the way it's it gonna is. It's going to be a little bit different than last year, too. They took some of the banking out and stuff, so right. who knows when, what to when expect. When we go to Mississippi Thunder, I also think that's a toss-up in anybody's. Like, we've, we've only run there once. Uh, yeah. I think it's anybody's uh, Shepherd's game. They, <laughs> I, they, those guys have done some testing up there before. Like when we used to run up through the Minnesota. So when we had, you know, we had a few days off between races at wherever Deer Creek and wherever the next race was, you know, those guys would run over there and they do some testing over there. So those guys should be pretty, they should have a good notebook for that track. The one, the one car. But the point I'm making, we're only a month away from the PA swing. Yeah. As weird. Well, all right, four week, four racing weeks away, and then we're in the PA swing, Sharon, and all those where he's going to be pretty good. I mean, okay, with that, does that make him a potential championship contender? I think yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's so early, but we, you know, we're going to do this all year. We're going to say it's early, and then all of a sudden we can't believe it's the end of the season. Right now, he's only eight points behind Shepard, who's thirty points behind Herb. It can go either way, though, because if, say, Brandon sweeps this weekend, are any of you in this room going to be shocked? Nope. No. No. And I want to point out, Dennis finished 11th and 14th in this race, in these two races last year, and yeah. especially Friday night's race is 25 laps. Throw everything out because you got to go. I yeah. feel like Dennis had had some like a tire go down one night at Farmer City last year, though. Am I, am I mess remembering? That's very possible. It was a long time ago, Mick. I feel like he was he was leading a running second because I was standing in the infield. But yeah, I mean, he runs all right up there. What's interesting <laughs> about the history of this series, though, when you look back and you've got, you know, Bloomquist was a champion in 04. Moyer was a champion in 05. You had McCready come in. He was already a rookie of the year. McCready has certainly proven himself to be, uh, you know, he was a champion in 06 and was certainly proven himself to be a, a contender in a late model every night since then. Um, in, in most everything he drove, uh, big block, small block, didn't matter. He's a late model. Um, 
you know, you had Steve Francis in there, certainly a veteran of the sport, was a champion. Lanigan was a champion uh, Scrub. at multi-time. Scrub, you know, uh, Clanton came in, was a champion. Then Josh had all his championships. Brandon's had his championships. But you, so for Max to be in the mix here, what we're talking about, you know, obviously Brandon is, is young. Brandon's a young racer. Brandon has uh, got himself a great, Situation, yes, it obviously does. a great car, a great crew, a consistent crew, great team owner, great team. Yeah, I mean, so but you, you look, you when you look at guys that win multiple championships, the consistency in their crew, their crew chief, the all those guys, those are the guys that win. Your there's a yeah. consistency, not just it, it. It's more than the driver. It, it takes a lot. So what I'm what I'm getting at is, so Max is entering the mix in this thing. Um, he, he is obviously a well-known and a successful racer in a region. And now we're, he's, he's stepped out this year. He's stepping up big. Um, whether or not he wins the championship this year, he'll be in the mix. I I'd fully expect it. But if he, if all he does this year is come away with a notebook of, of, of what he needs to do next year, be like, look out because yeah, I think sure. that's where, if, if he can just build that notebook this year, remaining contention, you know, they, you come to the fall, anything can happen. If you're, if you're close, we've all seen it at world finals. It's <laughs> right. We've had races come down to the last couple laps and he's with an experienced team, right? Viper Motorsports has been on the road with us before yeah. with different drivers. Sean's been around for a while. Yep. And I think he, he's hit the nail on the head with putting Max in the car. No yep. question about it. And Max yep. knows this is a shot on the national scene, mm-hmm. but I also want to point out his dad, Robbie is yes. the crew chief. And that was part of the deal with Max coming on board, and I think those two work together really well, and they have since day one. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to turn some more heads before this year's over, no question about it. Well, the race within the race, however, this weekend that we haven't touched on, the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series, Ross Bale's picking up the win, and I got a feel for Ben Watkins a little bit. Called it, by the way. Championship. <laughs> Called Championship it. win. Championship win, yes. Because Ben, if Ben Watkins stays on the racetrack Friday night, and doesn't break with a couple to go, ended up finishing one spot again ahead of Ross, he might have enough to hold on. Yeah, well, you know, and Ross had some, There was everybody seemed to have a bit of a struggle. Some All the contenders had something go kind of crazy on Friday night. So just when it looked like, well, Ross is out, this you know, he's going to be done, championship's over, it was like, whoa. You could just, you, you heard it in, in Ruben and Rick's, yeah. you know, the, they're the, the call of the race, the whole thing, the, Dynamic, everything changed just uh, in a in a split second, uh, and uh, it was like, man, if you imagine, you know, Ross all of a sudden realizing I'm back in, yeah, you know, I've got yeah. a shot, and then you knew Ross. I mean, Ross is good at Cherokee, yes, and that's yep. that's the thing. You knew when he set up, he won the won his heat race. He was going to be right there, mm-hmm. and you know, you wondered with Max Blair having the inexperience at a sixty, especially in a sixty lap race at Cherokee. I was wondering how that right rear is going to hold up because we saw we saw a couple guys that aren't really familiar with the area and it happened to be two of the Midwestern guys. Gordy, first time there, you know, ended up popping a tire late. Tanner English, another guy where one, I thought there would be a few more and that would shake it. But there was a chance Ross was going to win that race right at the end because he was right off the back deck. Yeah. Of Blair those last few laps. I think it was cool that uh, the ex- driving extreme dirt car late models, uh, we're co-sanctioned that race uh, at Farmer City with the Outlaw, so they're all racing as or one Cherokee. together. What would I say? Farmer City. Farmer City. Yeah, we're coming to Farmer City. They yeah. were at Cherokee. <laughs> um, that would be that would be history. That would be the first race outside of the Southeast for that yeah. series. But yeah, so it's cool that just 
the regional series like that got that attention yeah. and people got to see what they can do and have that close finish because they've had a pretty exciting year all year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Ross Bales. A lot of different is, winners, different points leaders. Yeah. Bales was a guy that tried to run, was going to run the Outlaws last year and things just didn't work out. But he, he's one of the guys that I really wish, and, and I know they're doing the best that they can with the stuff that they have. To, but to see him get some funding to go on the road, I think that Bales is a guy that could really do it across the country. I'd love to see him out in, in uh, those Illinois tracks and the bull rings and oh, stuff yeah. like that. I think he's definitely got the talent to do that. But to your point, the extreme, the driving extreme dirt car series, seven winners, seven races, mm-hmm. um, ton of competitors, the championship changes on the final night. Yeah. Um, it, we had multiple championship leaders throughout the, the, the winter. Um, it was it was pretty exciting, you know, to follow that along and, and to see who's up, who's down, um, who's going to recover, uh-huh. um, all that sort of stuff, and then to have it uh, finish the way it did with a pretty neat mix. It's a little bit of foreshadowing for when we get to uh, Peevely this summer, and we've got the World of Outlaws oh, yeah. case construction equipment late models in the uh, summer nationals. Yeah, when they come together at, uh, at Peevely, we've done that in the past, and and it's. It's pretty neat to see mm-hmm. all those guys because they're all there's races within races yep. and everybody's got their own points. Um, but those are uh, those will be pretty big battles. And, it, and of course, at Peevely, where I, I don't know that I've ever seen really a bad race there. So, no, there's I mean, I've seen, it's a fantastic seen race. It's going to be fun. I'm excited yeah. for that one. Yeah. And yeah. they're seeing late models there. So that'll be really cool. Yep. You, you haven't? I haven't seen. I've seen sprint well, cars and midgets there, but I've never seen a late model race there. We used to do the party in Peevely there a few years ago. So we ran, it was like a World Short Track Championship. And I tell you, there were some Hornet races. I mean, we all we all get a kick out of the Hornet races yeah. at Charlotte. The Hornet races at Peevely are special. <laughs> 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 I mean, talk about slide jobs. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can imagine them just throwing it into one and just yeah. just sliding all the way to two. <laughs> <laughs> Front wheels digging. Five in. wide coming off four to the checkers. Oh boy! Yeah, I can only I can only imagine that. Oh, uh, it's pretty. There's probably video somewhere. It's well, good stuff. Speaking of all things extreme, uh, the midgets make their debut this this weekend at Farmer City. Um, who all in the room is going to this? Mike, are you the only one that's going to Farmer City? I don't really have a choice. Well, I'm not, unless yeah, my yeah, credentials get denied by Nick again. Nick, you're not going? I will not be there. Damn. Brian Walker will be there. Brian Walker will be there. He's not on the podcast. So who wants to talk about the midgets? I have very limited knowledge on those type of vehicles. So uh, it should be a good show. Uh, midgets usually always put on a good show, especially on uh, small quarter mile tracks like that. So it should be fun. And uh, from... The release that we have out, it sounds like we're going to have a lot of big names there, which will be pretty cool. Uh, Chad Boats bringing in a bunch of drivers with his CB Industries team. Uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of uh, Keith Coons cars out there. So kind of the big powerhouse team, uh, Kaylee Bryson, uh, Caden Brown, uh, a lot of cool guys like that. Uh, Cannon McIntosh, uh, JJ Loss, Kevin Woody, uh, Zach Dom, uh, Andrew Felker, Hayden R- Rainbell, uh, just a whole huge list of just kind of big names out there, big names um, for the midgets. All right. And we're back. 
So I'm really excited for this weekend. It's going to be pretty cool to see the midgets, you know, right next to the late models. It's going to be flags back out. Open red is over. Please continue. I, just, oh, I mean, well. we always rip Mike about, about canceling races, and he literally just did it in the middle of us recording. <laughs> I just, just practice. Practice. It was a practice. It was a practice. We're, we're not talking about a D-line we're, I-100. We're, we're talking practice. We're talking practice here. We're talking practice. Just practice. All right, yeah. yes. Talk about midgets, Mike. <laughs> well, it's going to be great. The Extreme <laughs> Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota gets its start this weekend. And it's going to be a pretty cool contrast of open wheel racing along with the full fender guys mm-hmm. that we got. And it's going to be pretty cool. I mean, you got guys like, you know, Nick was mentioned, Cannon McIntosh, who's won Chili Bowl preliminary nights. I mean, you, you got guys that know what they're doing. And this is going to be very, very interesting to watch. I, I think it's neat for the fans. Yeah, I think um, you may have fans that would not have otherwise come out to watch late models, and you may have late model fans that weren't coming to a midget race. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're bringing top notch late models, and you're bringing top notch midget the best best drivers out there. There's going to be a great show, and and really the fans are the ones that uh, wind up as the winners. Sure, are midgets very big in that part of the world? In that part of Illinois, in particular, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. Uh, I mean, we're we're only. We're only two three hours away from Indy. Yeah, it's not right. like it's it's not like Farmer City. There's but, a, there's some big midget races in Illinois though. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be cool. I think anytime that you bring the disciplines together, or any disciplines together, it's great because you, anytime you can mix and mingle fans or, or introduce a fan to a new discipline, and they go like, "Wow, that, that's awesome!" You know, they at the end of the day, it's it's good for all of us, good for the sport. It is. It's it's going to be a cool weekend. You got that. You got the. Pro late models, I believe, on Friday. The modifieds on Saturday. Modifieds, so, so, so we got we got a good we got a good crop of cars coming in this weekend. I think car counts are going to be pretty good for both. No question about it. it it's going to be a fun weekend. It's the Illini. You know who's really good in a midget? Who's that? It's Kyle Larson. Oh, now he is will he not be, be at Farmer City. No, he won't be at Farmer City. Oh. You know no. where, he, where he is pre-registered though? Where's that? Farmer City, Bristol. Oh, oh. that's close. You know what he's pre-registered in? Sprint car. And late model. Ooh, I like. He this. is uh, he is pre-entered in the uh, both divisions. Really for the Bristol event. That's a first. Should be a busy dude. No one. Uh, I don't think anybody. Yeah, no one did that last year. He didn't do that last year. Couldn't do it last year. Yeah. Well, he could have. He could have because it was two separate weekends technically. But I yeah. think the the only person that ran two different. Well, getting technical. I think Lars did. Larson run the sprint car one of the nights. I want to say he ran oh, Friday, yeah. but couldn't run Sunday because yeah, yeah. obvious reasons. Right? Yeah, I was just, I was thinking you were tricking me there with like a no. guys that ran the modified and the late model. No, because he he, he did Strickler run a he did run a late model. Strickler ran both the night weekend we were yeah, there. Yeah. I know Friesen was another guy that ran two different disciplines because he ran the big block at the Bristol Throwdown, and then also obviously ran actually three. He ran three because he ran the truck and the cup car. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting have to ever, see. Have you ever talked to Donnie about that? I've not, I don't think I've ever asked Donnie about racing the sprint car on a late model on yeah. the same night. Oh, on the same night? On no. the same night. Hopping from one, like he does it at River Cities when we're up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. We, he'll do it at, uh, well, we don't run them on the same night at Volusia, but he'll run sprint cars yep. one week and late model the next. I, it's, that'd actually be a good question. I, and I'm sure that's doing us no good sitting here talking about it, but well, we, I, I can imagine th- that. What he's mentioned before just about like the differences between them is that there's World Finals he's done it. Yeah, there's nothing similar. No. I wouldn't uh, think there two is. Two completely different just completely different driving mentality. 
Um, obviously still getting used to the late model for him just cause he's spent so many years in a sprint car and used to that feel. And just, you drive, uh, I believe like the late model, you drive more off the, the left rear than anything. It's completely different than the sprint car. Just, just the way the cars enter the corner is mm. massively different. So I think it's just him getting used to changing that mentality going from one car to the other. Are, are the formats for both series about the same? I mean, is, are they, is, is Kyle going to spend equal time in those cars or is there one he's going to spend more time in? He'll uh, spend more time in the sprint if he makes. He the makes a dash. dash. Yeah, yeah, the dash would be the only, the only right caveat. So you do a dash in one and LCS in the other. <laughs> That's gonna be awfully. I, I mean, the guys, the guys. Um, amazing. So we'll see what he does, but that's got to be so difficult to change. And it's such a unique track for both of the late model and a sprint car to even be there. So we'll have to see. I don't think we have anybody pulling the double this year. Other than Kyle? No. No. Well, you're going, you and Walker are both going to be, so you guys are splitting that up. Walker will pull the double at Lake Ozark and US 36, but those are all, it's wing sprint cars and non-wing sprint cars. Yeah, it's kind of still within that. Same still, it's not like not like group. we've got, you know, not you're not covering, you know, you're not going to cover late models and then have to like pull out another notepad and, and start covering non-wing. I mean, we do cars. do stuff like that during uh, World Short Track. There's times you know we could yeah. be covering uh, Hornets and then it's Sportsman. Yes, I mean, it's but, one thing to drive those I, I cars, say, but to cover yeah. multiple. You but, know. but here's the thing. See, the one thing I will say: the, the, hard the PR manager does a great job of splitting up the divisions we cover correctly during World Short Track so that I, like, for example, I stuck with late models the entire time. Yeah, I heard he's pretty good at his job. Yeah, he is. Like I said during, like I said during, during lunch, he's batting yeah, a thousand on his hire so far. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think trying to switch from tweeting about Sprint cars to having to tweet so about late models. I don't like any of it. I have to go, log into where one, did I go? log out to the other. It's, it's hard. This where, is, I, I'm not giving you any ideas. There is two divisions I could do it for. If you put me into the big blocks immediately, I could probably get away with it. Like big block and then 358? I mean, the no, schedules don't like line up that much. Late model, two big blocks. Making our I mean. plans for oh. Super Dirt Week. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So did you just volunteer to cover two divisions at Super Dirt Week? How? The late models don't race. Oh. Well, I, it's a, there's more than... There's pro stocks. You could run I can do the pro stocks. Okay. They are off that week. So well, you will be. I will be at. You will be assigned. The 50th. Breaking news: Mike Warren is covering pro stocks. <laughs> I like Fiftieth Napa Super Dirt Week. I like it. I think we all saw that coming. I Are you going to do pit reporting again? I think. I think. Huh? You'll hear him on the mic there too. Good. I'll, let's me, go. I'll <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Brandon Shepard will not be there. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, I can, we make, can we make T-shirts? Oh, sure. We should make t-shirts. I think Mike Warren's merch. Are you making cheeseburger t-shirts? It's going to say, let's go burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is happening now. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, All right. Well, you don't, you don't happening. think I don't already have plans for if Friesen's in the redraw at Bridgeport later this, this year? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you do, but does that mean you're going to buy cheeseburgers before every race that he goes to? Just, just like carry him around all year? I'm going to throw him at him as he comes up. The, no, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> Ever wonder what drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for picks. Uh, we're not going to pick Vado because that's going to happen before this episode comes out. 
So isn't that Ruben's home track? It is. It is. Las Cruces, New Mexico. It's a beautiful place. I, I think I, Ruben will be the big winner tonight. I think he will be the big winner. We should all make sure everybody, well. Somebody better check on him in the morning because. Well, he lives in Austin now, though. I don't know Bobby if he Pierce can make his right. car. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just asking. Uh, remember nope, who the nope. defending champion of the Illini is before you go any further. I don't know. Ooh. You're on his crew. What? What? find out. Ooh, it might be. It's going to be a That's big true. weekend. Is. We're getting sidetracked. All right. <laughs> start off. We got, we'll start with Lawton in the sprint cars. I'm going first because I stink. Um, I'm going to go. Wait, what about our last picks? Did anybody? I don't remember him because I, I was nails. I remember I picked Geo, but I don't think for the right race again. Mm. Yeah, I think I was off too. So now I would have been right Saturday. Now we're going to track them and, and we'll have live standings in this name. Oh, okay. now we're going to oh, right. start. I will, yeah, go back, I will go back and right, get all I the right points. So my I don't think I have any points. Is, we can start from now. <laughs> so these, these are standings retroactive to uh, the Cotton end of March. Bowl. Yeah. All right. We'll start with Lawton. All right. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go Carson Macedo. That's I like my chances. That's great. You want me to pick Devil's Bowl here too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I don't pick this guy, I think something's wrong. He's won the last three times we've been there. I'm going uh, Logan Schuart. Nick? Is it my turn? It's yeah, my yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm Nick. Um, well, of everything I said before, even though it's going to happen tonight already anyway, I think Brad Sweet might win at Vado, so we'll see if that actually happens. Mm. Maybe he won't be mad for anything I said earlier. Um, Lawton, I'm going to go with James McFadden. And Devil's Bowl, I'm going to say David Gravel gets another one. Yeah, that's worked for you in the past. He, yeah, we'll see. I thought you, so you abandoned him last week, and I, then he well, got I, I haven't picked him for the last couple of weeks because he didn't do anything. Now he's he winning win. again, so I'm going to try and pick him again. Okay. Uh, we have late model points up, so I keep looking at late model drivers. I don't suppose Hudson O'Neill is going to win at Lawton. Um, if Hudson O'Neill wins at Lawton, new, that'd be a new buy, story. Give me four numbers on Powerball. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with see that press release. I'm going to go Donnie Shots at Lawton. I think that he's he's due and and he's been there a lot, and that's my figure in there. And then uh, Devil's Bull. You know what? Jacob Allen's been running really good. And he's had a lot of speed. I'd like to see him win there. Okay. The other shark. The other shark teammate. Mr. Dolak. All right. I'm watching you put yours in there. Wait, so I forgot my second pick already. You said Jacob Allen. <laughs> Jacob Allen. <laughs> How did you forget? It was 30 seconds ago. <laughs> All right. A lot so, of confidence there. <laughs> Lawton. Uh, Lawton, I'm going to go with Sheldon. Okay. And Devil's Bowl. And I feel like I want to pick Darren Pittman. I thought about but that. But he's not going to be racing there. Um, I did not think about that part. You could pick him. Well, I know I could pick him, but <laughs> he's good there. He's always been good there. But like you said, Logan's won three in a row. And I remember back in my old days in magazines, I was I had to do a – I used to have to call around to different celebrity-type people for picks we would do like picks for a magazine i worked for and uh remember somebody was like well who are the who's who's gonna win the nba championship this year and it was uh the answer the guy came he's like it's michael jordan until somebody proves otherwise <laughs> that's, um that's fair so i kind of i kind of want to say logan because he's got three in a row obviously his notes are good and all that they they know what they're doing there um i'm gonna go with brad sweet all right Ooh. 
I think uh, those KKR guys tend to be pretty good at that track too, at Devil's Bowl. Illini 100, two nights at the Bull Ring at Farmer City, Mike. Reminder to everybody, the first race is 25 laps. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the rookie train rolling on the Outlaws. I'm going to go Tanner English on Friday night. He finished fourth in that race last year. I think he's got a good shot. And oh, Saturday night, I'm sticking with the point leader. I'm going Dennis Herb Jr., taking home the Illini trophy. For the first night, I'm going to go with Ryan Gustin. I like that pick. Me too. I didn't pick him, but I like it. <laughs> and then the second night, I'm going to say Brandon Shepard. I also like that pick. Both solid picks. Uh, I'm going to flip it a little bit. I think that Herb will get get a win the first night. I, I mean, I want him to win every night. I'm a Dennis Herb fan, not going to lie. So I'm going to go Herb on, on Friday night. Uh, Gustin on on Saturday night. Gustin okay. on big show. I that would be a heck of a celebration. Mm-hmm. You just picture his crew member Noah with that trophy now. <laughs> oh boy! All right, night one. We're gonna drop the hammer. Uh oh! And take Kyle Hammer. Really? I like that. That we're taking Kyle thought, Hammer yeah. on night one. Yeah. Got to get the the redraws. Got to work right. I like that a lot. That's kind of in his wheelhouse too. He lives ten minutes from the track. Yeah, um, you might get to read, read more that about somewhere. that. You might get to read more about that later this week too. Oh, did I let something out of the bag? Have you not sent that yet? No, I've been a little oh. preoccupied canceling practice today. No, you sent that. <laughs> that was a, no, that was into what to watch for. I didn't yeah, know that the whole. Yesterday. There might be a feature coming out. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one yet. I haven't finished it yet, so that's probably a good thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So then, so you got that in. So I got that in. Um, Oh, I don't want to pick the same. I want to pick something different. Right. Um, Gordy. Okay. I did not even think about that. Interesting. Yeah. I'll go Gordy on Sunday. Should we do a celebrity Saturday? Should we do a celebrity pick for this one? Because we don't even have to call him in. I know who Ruben's taking on both nights. Who's that? Bobby Pierce. Bobby Pierce. Yeah. So he's not in a sprint car? No, no, no. It'll be it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our picks. As yeah. not going to try and pick uh, midgets. Oh yeah! Wow, forgot about that. All right, I'll give you my two. I'm going to go Cannon McIntosh on the first night and Kaylee Bryson on the second night. Did you look at my notes? No, I actually wrote that down myself. I uh, looked at my looked at my notes. That's who I'm picking too. I don't even know any of the people, so I, I can't. I have I'm no going pick. with Brian Walker on Friday. <laughs> yes, Brian Walker. And Brian Walker on Saturday. I think we all win with a new series. I'm going to take Casey Schumann in a sweep on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about doing the double. Yeah, no kidding. Ooh, Schumann running two. We'll get two groups of drivers angry at him. Same timing and scoring crew and everything, I'd imagine, right? Oh, yeah. The only thing I think that changes is the PR coordinator and Rick. <laughs> Who's calling the races? Rob Klepper. Oh, really? Rob will be there. Ruben will be there um, as well, I think. Uh, Ruben's calling modifies. I believe and both Hannah and Heather will be there, too. Yeah, it was full. All hands on deck in Farmer City. It is amazing what we are doing these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we were audio only on Dirt Vision yeah. or something like this. Yeah. And now we're sitting here with big screens, <laughs> live streaming. The whole circus is going. It's, it's man. It's Farmer you, City, baby. I feel old. I feel old. Watching all this stuff grow, should feel it's pretty old. impressive. Should feel accomplished. We've it, done a well, lot here. It, we have done a ton. So, are you guys going to do legitimate picks for the midgets, or are we just? Gonna- I don't know any of their names, Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Legitimate picks. All right. Well, we'll get to the dirt fishing schedule. Okay. Obviously, Is Christopher Bob, Bell running. Uh, no. All right. So well, Kyle obviously, Larson be there? Kyle Larson and Kyle Larson. That's enough out of both of you. All right. Here we'll get to the dirt vision schedule. Obviously, as we've mentioned, we're taping the day of Vado, so you have already watched that. At least I hope. So here's the rest of it. Tomorrow night, we or Wednesday night. There we go. Weekly racing at Millbridge, kicking off at seven. Then we move to Friday. There is a lot going on. The Sprint cars are at Lawton, weekly racing at Williams Grove, weekly racing at Attica coming up. Then, of course, Farmer City on Friday night. And then, well, it's Saturday morning is the 1 a.m. at Perth. Then Volusia Speedway Park on Saturday. Also, Devil's Bowl for the sprint cars. And we finish up the Extreme Outlaw Midgets and the World of Outlaw Late Models at Farmer City on Saturday night. Going to be a barn burner of a weekend on Dirt Vision, that's for sure. And I just realized I need to highlight those cells differently so you can tell the difference between the days. I say it's like, well, your clocks, I feel like your clocks are off, Wait, too. what am I missing? I feel like your <laughs> clocks are off, too, because I don't see Williams Grove starting at 4 o'clock on a Friday. And if I'm wrong, please tell me. Well, that's what I got from the Dirt Vision schedule. Okay, then I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like that's early, but I that's just, just me. I don't got no insider information. I just go to the website, DirtVision.com, and go to the schedule. Okay. And then I copy it, so... Just check out DirtVision.com. Everything yeah. will be yeah. there. <laughs> and for all the nice stories that our PR team writes leading up to that, please check out WorldOfOutlaws.com, SuperDirtCarSeries.com. DirtCar.com. SuperDirtCar.com. He already said that. Oh. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, I don't think we did anything that's fireable this week. I'm not sure, though. It's not over uh, yet. We have a couple minutes left. I'm going to get some phone calls. Anyone have any final thoughts uh, before we... I want to see if we get to episode six next week. I think we can get to it. I think we're going to get to it. I have confidence that we are going to get episode I, six. I think up. you're right. If we keep dragging this out, they're going to kick us out of the studio. I know. they they got to get yeah. set up for a broadcast. All Might right, everybody. finish episode. Um, is this four or five? Uh, yeah, next, five. this is five. <laughs> On behalf of all these jackasses in here, uh, I bid you adieu and see you next week. Thanks you for joining us. Let's go, Bye. Burgers.